So last night we had a message where we looked at the Ukraine and um, who's, to, who's to blame for the Ukraine. <laughs> and uh, some of us were convinced it was Biden. Others were convinced it was Trump. Some thought it was NATO getting close. But we suggested that if we knew that Christ was coming near this, and he could have come ere this, and this is told us numerous times, it intimated in Scripture, but also in the spirit of prophecy, then uh, maybe there's a little something we could do. Pray and be rededicated to God and hasten his coming. How many think that might solve all the wars if Christ comes again? So today we're going to talk about the second coming um, and hastening his coming. And our scripture text looked at that. But just have an added word of prayer as we spend a few moments together in God's word. Father in heaven, we're thankful today for the opportunity we have to open your word in freedom today. We pray that your spirit would be with us and with those around the world. Even some of our students who have relatives in the Ukraine that are in harm's way, we uplift Karina and her family who's there as well. And we thank you. And we ask that you send the leftover angels to be here around us. In Christ's name, amen. The second coming, um, we're in a little mini-series today that started at 8 o'clock, looking at the scriptures, and at 9 o'clock, looking at salvation, and now at 11 o'clock, looking at the second coming. And these messages are kind of meant to help those of you that are giving Bible studies as you're using Revelation chapter 1 as a template to look at these doctrines as you're studying with people. So they should be posted up on the website in a, in a folder so you can use those. And of course we'll put the slides up as well. Matthew 24, Luke, Mark 13, Luke 21, all of these have passages, are passages that deal with the second coming and actually tell in advance things that were going to happen so that we're not caught unaware. There'd be wars, there'd be rumors of wars, many of these different things. Revelation, or the um, Apostle John, was so interested in the second coming, he wrote a whole book, Revelation. So you want more detail, you then look at the book of Revelation. But this is a major focus in the New Testament. One in every eight verses is dealing with the second coming. And uh, when things happen like we're hearing about, this does not catch us by surprise because God already foretold that there'd be wars and rumors of wars, and this is the beginning of sorrows. But he then intimates that the way to wrap it up is that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for a witness, and then Christ would come. So our job in this time is to do what? Preach the gospel, share the gospel. And perhaps one of the best ways to hasten his coming is to look at a book that pretty much exclusively focuses on his second coming, and that is 1 Thessalonians. So look with me in 1 Thessalonians, and we'll look at each chapter briefly and then focus in on the last. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, we have the chapter ending, ending with this. Wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which he delivered, which delivered us from the wrath to come. And so in chapter 1, that, ver that chapter ends with a picture of waiting for his second coming. But what does one, verse 1 through 9 talk about? Verse 1 through 9 talks about having a personal prayer life that then reach out, reaches out to your family and around the world. In fact, the prayer prescription in 
1 Thessalonians chapter 1 is what fuels any sense of revival you have. So chapter 1 says, have an active prayer life that can actually reach the world. We believe that our prayers today reach the world. They actually can make a difference in the Ukraine. In 1939, um, the Russians were about to attack Finland, and Finland uh, had no help, and perhaps uh, many countries had a sense of no help at that time, just before World War II, or just at World War II. And so the king and the entire parliament and all the people knelt down and prayed for Finland, and Russia did not invade. And they attributed it to the prayers of all the people. Throughout the New Testament, we had people that are delivered from jail, delivered from sickness, delivered from various things through the power of prayer. How many of you want to, again, recommit your life to prayer, not only for the Ukraine, but for others around the world? That's the message of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. In chapter 2, says, What is our hope or our crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at His coming? For you are our glory and joy. How many of you long for all your family members to be in heaven with you? And how many of you long for others that maybe are not in the fold that you're praying for right now? That's the whole point of chapter 2. It's not enough to pray alone, chapter 1. We don't just have prayer, but we also care. And in chapter 2, it talks about how to care for people in such a way that they might want to actually go to heaven with you. <laughs> how many of you have met someone you're saying, I'm not sure if you're going, I want to go? Nobody besides me? And maybe people you know, say that about you or say that about me. But how many of you want to have that caring spirit that makes it a joy to be around you and people would like to be with you for a long time, like eternally. And that's chapter 2. Now chapter 3, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do towards you, to the end that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with his saints. So chapter 3 gives additional ways to have our lives come into uh, harmony with the image of God that he wants to have stamped in our hearts and minds that we could be unblameable in holiness and increase and abound in that love we just heard about in our special number. Chapter 4, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. First Thessalonians was talking about the second coming, but people had begun to die. There was going to be persecution and conflicts. And so they said, look, even if you die, the dead in Christ will rise and be caught up to meet those in the air. You don't even have to worry about death because he died and he rose again. How many think that's a message of hope even today? And some people are closer to potential death maybe than we are today in the Ukraine. But what a comfort this is. That there's not just one death. There's a second death and we can avoid the second. And through the power of the resurrection can live eternally even if we should be laid to rest today. I don't know about you, but I think that's good news, isn't it? And then chapter 5 
Oh, by the way, the characteristics in chapter 4, verse 16 and 17 we just read, because we are talking about the second coming, is number one, it will be audible. It's the noisiest text in scripture, right? There's the voice of the archangel, there's the trump of God, and it's so loud that it raises the dead. It's audible. Can you say hallelujah to that? It's even more audible than the missiles that were behind that woman we heard the report of today. It will also be visible. Um, as lightning shines from the east to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Men be. So every eye will see it. It also will be orderly. Um, the dead in Christ and then the others, and you have your own guardian angel. How many want to be there for that? It's not going to be uh, uh, disorganized uh, like some of the airlines I've flown on recently have been. Be very orderly. And it will be in the clouds will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And it will lead to everlasting life. Is it going to be secret? No. It's going to be audible. It's going to be visible. It's going to be universal. And it most assuredly is coming soon. Now, focus now on the final chapter in our remaining moments here in Thessalonians. Chapter 5. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body will be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, all of these things in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 are actually showing us how we can allow God to hasten his coming. And how many of you think that's something important to allow him to do? That's what we talked about last night. So his plan is to sanctify you, to be a holy, a saint, a most holy thing. How many of you are kind of a little discouraged even hearing that? Because you actually know yourself quite well. But this is the ideal. He wants to sanctify you. He wants to make you complete. He wants to make you whole. Uh, telos. Holotelos. Whole and complete. At the end. Like at the end of a telescope. Your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body. This is the ideal. He wants to preserve you, to take care of you, to guard you, to reserve you, to keep you so that you can be ready for that second coming. And Revelation 14, 12 pictures that people. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments and have the faith of Jesus. Turn it around. They have the gift of faith given by the Spirit that leads to the obedience of the faith, like it says in Romans chapter 1, to the end that we have patience as well. These are all gifts of the Spirit. They're not things you can do. They're things that God can do and will do if you let Him do them through you. Can you say hallelujah? That's His promise, that He will preserve you and keep you blameless. That means unblameable, deserving of no censure, free from fault or defect. He's saying, how in the world is that going to happen? <laughs> it's something you allow God to do. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory. It's not something we have. It's something he gives us. Can you say hallelujah to that? He gives us the victory. This is promised. And uh, so work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to what? to will and to do his good pleasure. And so it will be completed at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the promise of the verse that we just read. 
um, the last chapter of a book of promises preparing people for the second coming. But wait a minute. Doesn't he know my problems? (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) But what were the problems they had in this chapter? They were unruly. A tactos. Almost sounds like a taxia, doesn't it? Disorderly, out of rank, deviating from the prescribed order of rule. Verse 14. Known sin against God's order, against his will. They were faint-hearted. They were limited or of diminished motivation to meet the goal. They were um, very small in mind, in Latin it says. I can't do it. Maybe God can't do it in my life. They were weak. Literally, they were sick, verse 14. They had physical illness as well. They had spiritual struggles. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. They um, were coming to the communion service in ways that were not honoring God. And uh, they were not surrendering. So they were unruly, they were faint-hearted, they were weak. Does this sound like anybody here today? I mean, Laodiceans don't like to admit they're doing anything wrong, but how many want to be a bold Laodicean and say you've got problems? How many want to at least say the pastor has problems? Just say that. We can unify on that, okay? Everybody knows that. So, and they were revengeful. They, they wanted to pay back evil for evil. Do you ever find yourself in that situation. He knew their problems when he was saying that they were going to be presented sanctified holy. He knew their problems and he knows your problems. So how does this occur? Verse 24. Faithful is what? He that calleth you who also, what does it say? He will do it. How many think this is good news? Faithful is he who will do it, but only if you allow him, right? He stands at the door and knocks. He says, I want to rebuke you. I want to counsel you. I want to help you. But you have to let him do those things. But he's faithful and he can do it if we allow him. And how will he do it? Will do means to bring about, to cause, to fulfill. He will do it. I was reading about how to hasten the coming of Christ. And I came across an illustration preacher used about bamboo bamboo, Chinese bamboo trees. They say that a Chinese bamboo bulb will just sit there and it only has one little sprig that comes out and it sits there and you got to water it. And you got to water it and you water it and you think nothing's happening. For one year, for two years, for three years, for four years, for five years. It doesn't help to try and dig it up and see what's happening. That just adds additional years. But then finally, in the fifth year, everything comes together. And the bamboo shoots up in six weeks and grows like 90 feet. Now sometimes we think that things are not happening in the lives of those around us. But maybe they are. Maybe he who began a good work can complete it and will complete it. And maybe there is revival and reformation happening in people's lives and we don't think it is. But it really is. So we shouldn't give up on God. And we shouldn't give up on each other. Because if he did it for some fishermen... 
He can do it for you. And he can do it for me. You know, he came in the likeness of sinful human flesh. Didn't look like there was much there. He was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. He became sin actually for us. And he was cut off for us. And yet he was full of grace and truth and mercy for us. We are not our only hope. He's our only hope. And it says that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ can in fact be with us. How many of you think that's good news today? It can be with us and it will be with us. You know what? This is the heart of his heart surgery he's promised to do. He says, I will make a new covenant. I will write my law in their hearts. I'll I'll restore order in their lives. I will write it in their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will forgive their iniquity. I will remember their sin no more. I'll do that. How many of you trust him with that? He will do that. And I'll remember their sin no more. Do you know what part I left out of that? And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all will know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. In other words, he'll actually do evangelism through you. (laughs) Can you say hallelujah to that? And when people see that you're allowing him to write his law in your heart and your mind, and you allow them to see that you, your little bamboo life <laughs> actually can be fruitful for him as he works on that root structure and everything else. It will transform in a most amazing way. But you got to hold on to the promises of God. How many want to hold on to the promises of God? Why don't they need to teach every man his neighbor? How will they know the Lord? Through the power of the Spirit, it's through the power of Him working in their lives. And God desires us to allow that to happen. Pure religion and undefiled before God and His Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. The key is service to others. And as you're out serving, somehow you forget about yourself. And God's able to do amazing things in and through you. How many want to allow him to do it? Because strength to resist evil is best gained through aggressive service. Sometimes no one will see your service. You're like a little sprout of bamboo. Doesn't look like you're doing much. But God's still using you. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www dot audioverse dot org